Are you tired of toxic people and their toxic comments ruining your mood and how you feel about yourself? Do you find yourself quite often saying something like, well, they made me feel. In other words, when you heard the comment, you're like, well, when they said that, they made me feel. Well, welcome back. In today's video, I'm going to share with you a simple three-step process that will allow you to never be affected by that. You will never say those words again, he, she made me feel. In other words, I'm going to teach you the hallmark of how to recover from codependence because when we find ourselves saying that, that's a codependent statement. Nobody ever makes us feel anything unless we allow it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And so this process is going to teach you interdependence and how not to be affected. Now, I know people love me to get right to it. Don't give me all that stuff. So I will give you all the links and everything at the end. Let's get right to the process. So step number one, we focus on our part. We own our reality. In other words, our reality is our perception of what happened. Now, the first key to this, to owning our reality, is, is we accept one simple truth. We acknowledge that self-deception robs us of connection with others and self-love. Therefore, we get brutally honest with ourselves about admitting and accepting our perfect imperfections. So our first step when a comment comes in is we are brutally honest and we recognize we all, as I've said in other videos, studies show between 10 and 200 times each day we lie to ourselves. We all struggle with self-deception. So we make a commitment that I'm gonna to listen to this comment and I'm gonna first recognize that my impulse is to hide my perfect imperfections even from myself. That's the first step. Then we ask ourselves, we're going to ask ourselves three questions. Now that we understand we've made that commitment to ourselves, is any part of what they said true? That's question number one. Question number two, if any part of it is true, we take ownership of that. We openly admit our perfect imperfections and we put a plan in place to make amends. Step number three in part number one is why is it true? This gets to the self-forgiveness part. And so we acknowledge how the pain from our past created this perfect imperfection and that we're just doing the best we can. In other words, we let ourselves off the hook. So let me give you an example of how this process would work. Recently, a woman who's been following me for a long time um, made a comment of how she could never trust me because she always thought I was a car salesman. And there was a video I did that helped her to feel connected, helped her to feel that I was authentic. Well, what's a normal reaction? Screw you, right? You know, well, what did I do? I reminded myself, Kenny, remember propensity is to not admit our perfect imperfections. Propensity is that I'm going to deceive myself. Well, I've known forever, ever since I started this, that my emotions and what I'm feeling inside and my communication style, many times they're mismatched. And so 
while I may be feeling something authentic, I know my facial expressions. Like someone else pointed out how I smile. When I'm talking about really deep trauma and really difficult stuff, I smile. Well, the reason I'm smiling is I'm so excited. Like I finally have the answer after decades, after spending my whole life in misery, in pure hell and almost taking my life. I'm talking about something really deep and traumatic and I'm excited because inside I'm a little boy going, I know the answer. I know how to fix this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's how I feel, but now for someone who's in that position, who's living it, my smiling looks sadistic. It looks uncaring. It looks car salesman-like. So the point was when, you know, those are two comments that, you know, followers have made, that when I talk about deep things, I smile, and that many times I come across as a car salesman. Well, they're true. There are times I do that. Now, is it always? Of course not. But I can own that in many times, my emotions don't match up. Well, what's my, remember step two, if any part of it's true, we take ownership. So what do I do? I, you know, we put, and then we put a plan in place. So what's my plan? Well, this is part of it. I own it and I share it. Like, that's why I talk. Now, a lot of people think it's me disparaging myself. It's not. I'm taking ownership. I'm perfectly imperfect. And the only way to heal imperfections is to be honest and vulnerable about them. Because why? Step number three, remember? The only reason I can come across as a car salesman, the only reason that, you know, my facial expressions don't line up are because of what I was taught. I'm mimicking, if I look back to my grandfather and my father, a lot of the expressions are just like them. Well, those things get imprinted in our brain in the first three years of life before we can even speak, before we're even physically and emotionally and intellectually aware. We just see it and we become it. That's how it works. That's the beauty of going to become an expert. That's why I smile because by becoming an expert, I realize, man, most of this stuff that I used to shame myself for, I had no shot. None. It's just what happens to all of us because our parents were imperfect and they smiled at the wrong time or whatever and we learned it. And so I put a plan in place. So I, ta- I still talk to my mentor every week. We're more friends now. It's not really counseling because we know the answers. We, but we're open and vulnerable. I share things like this with him. And I ask him, am I missing something in my process? I'm always holding myself accountable. I share those things with you. When I work with clients, I don't take a top-up approach that I'm better than them. If a story from my life and an imperfection can be a benefit for them so they can learn how to forgive themselves, I share it openly. I don't withhold it the typical therapy model of, you know, I can't be vulnerable with you. I, I personally, I don't know if it's true, but in my life experience, I've never seen that help people because it looks just like what they experienced as a child, an authoritarian who takes the position that they're better than them telling them what to do or looking down on them. That's the feeling. Well, a client doesn't want to open up to someone like that. 
That's at least my truth. Doesn't mean it's right, but it's true for me. And so that's why I choose if it's appropriate and it can help the client, I let them know. So do you see the first step in this is all personal accountability, personal responsibility, recognizing we will deceive ourselves and try and hide. We don't want to admit and see our perfect imperfections. So when I get disparaging comments on my posts, my first reaction is, where's the truth? Do I need to own something here? Do I need to make amends? Now we move into step number two. Now we switch. Once we've done our part and we've cleaned up our side of the street, now we look at their reality. We need to learn about their reality. So the first observation is if all or part of what they said is untrue, then we switch our focus to what might be happening inside of them, which we are not responsible for fixing and what they don't realize is they're trying to get us to fix it for them, okay? So the first step in that process is we look at the comment and we go, we ask, did they use sarcasm, anger, or fear? And here's why we ask that. Sarcasm is veiled anger. Anger is veiled fear. Fear is veiled sadness. Oh my God, at the heart of every disparaging comment we ever get in our life, whether it's our parent, our best friend, our partner, or a random person online, what they're sharing with us is their own sadness. Whether they use sarcasm, anger, or fear, they're sharing how sad they are. That's the truth. Now, do you see how much lighter that is? Think of all those nasty comments you've gotten from people in your life that you said they made you feel. Well, now don't you feel different? Your feeling about their comment is completely different. See, we choose how we feel about comments because no one's taught us this. We've always felt terrible. We are taking on their sadness. That's why we feel so bad. We go, you made me feel. No, we chose to feel sad. We chose to take on their sadness. I just chose, like I just proved it to you. When I take ownership, I don't feel sad. I feel empowered. I feel great. I feel self-forgiveness. I'm like, oh, I'm great. When I'm codependent, I take on their sarcasm, anger, fear, and ultimately their sadness. And so when things are untrue, that's what we're doing. We are taking on their sadness. We are allowing our internal boundary to be completely blown up. We have lost containment of our authentic self, of who we are, and we have just swallowed all of their pain. Step number two, we ask ourselves, what might be going on in their life that would make them angry, afraid, or sad. You see, now we're switching. Now our reality was, I've contained myself. I looked at my, what's my reality? You know, is it true that I can be a car salesman? Yeah. Is it always true? No. So why is this person making that judgment of me? Ah, what are they? It's projection. So this person in their own life feels fraudulent. They're putting that on me. I don't have to carry that. I'll carry my part, but not their part. Remember, when we judge somebody, when we tell somebody who they are, we're, we're telling them about us. So remember, all of those comments, you're a this. 
there it may it might be true like i said sometimes i car i'm a car salesman or i give you know the wrong facial expressions but the only reason they see it in me is because they're seeing themselves but they're in denial self-deception of their own perfect imperfection they don't want to admit it that's what people don't realize whenever we're angry and pointing the finger at somebody what we're really doing is screaming at ourselves will we please do step number three and part number one and forgive ourselves. Go back and do the healing work. See how we were taught to be self-deceptive and hate ourselves in this way and put it on other people. And now in this situation, these people who made these comments, they're asking me to carry their sadness for them. Well, it's not my job. I, that's their job to heal. I won't carry that for them. Now, I don't know these people, so I don't know, you know, question number three, how might be the, these feelings be about their imperfections that they're now projecting onto me or, and or wanting me to fix? I don't know them well enough to know that answer, but I know that's true, that their anger, their sarcasm, their sadness, they're dumping on me and ultimately they want me to heal it for them. Well, in many cases, people do that because they don't want to pay me. I get it. I wouldn't want to pay anyone either. You know, but unfortunately, this is how I make my living. It's just a terrible dynamic. I do a lot for free, but I charge. It's what I, you know, so you're always caught. You just, I know my reality. For me and what works for me, I give away enough for free. And I'm okay with the rates I charge and the things I charge for. That's my reality. Now, it may not work for somebody else's reality. Do you hear the internal boundary I'm using? I wish it was a perfect situation for everybody. That, But I recognize those that get distressed about the things I charge for, that's about them. They want me to fix their feeling, their financial situation or whatever it may be. Well, that's not my job. That's their job. And it's loving of me not to take that on. See, I don't absorb. I keep my internal boundary and I don't say they made me feel. They didn't. I get to decide. Okay. Step number three. This is where the rubber meets the road. We have two choices. In step number three, now that we know our reality and the part we played, now we know their reality and the part they're playing and how they're trying to get us to fix their problem and, and get us to carry their pain that they're, at least at this point, most likely unaware of because people don't know about emotional mastery and codependence. But ultimately, they're trying to get us to carry their pain and do their healing work for them. Now we get to the decision, and this is step three, make an, uh, a, an empowered choice and recognize, now that I've proven it to you, nobody ever makes us feel anything. We give them that power. So I can choose one. Am I going to choose to play the victim? Surrender my worth and allow another person's reality to determine who I am? That's an option. And hey, that's what you, how you want to live your life. If you love being a professional victim, if it works for you, it, man, you get a lot of people to take care of you. It's a great deal. So that's an option. Or option two, am I going to choose to play the victim? love myself and them by honoring my reality and keeping my internal boundary. Well, I choose number two. I'm not a fan. I know this. I almost, I almost lost my life. 
I used to live as number one. Running around saying they made me feel, playing the victim, trying to get other people to care for me and fix my problems. And I, it caught, I got abused and was broke and picked careers that I hated and women that abused me. That's what number one got me. So that no longer works for me. So that's why I choose number two. The choice is yours. You get to pick whichever one you want. Now, now we get to how do you get all this stuff? All right. Go to um, my website, www.thegreatnessyou.com. This is where all my master classes are. All right. The one, Your Journey to Emotional Mastery, I'm giving away for free. And that's where you're going to find this handy dandy download. All right. Plus tons of other videos and downloads and everything. It's a massive amount of great, high quality information for free. Now, the rest of the master classes I charge for, and I'm okay with that. It's even deeper knowledge and all that, and it's worth every penny. You don't have to buy it. And it's not like you sign up for this and then all of a sudden it's, you get to decide if you want to do the rest. But if you want this for free, so you can keep this with you, so you can learn this process. So when those comments come in, you can pause and go, wait a minute. I, gotta, I have to remember to acknowledge that self-deception robs me a connection with them and myself and self-love. I have to remind myself that I'm perfectly imperfect and that my propensity is going to be to lie to myself and not admit my imperfection, to play the victim and put the blame on them. No, no, no. I have to look for my part, own my side of the street, work through the process. All right? So again, www.thegreatnessyou.com. Go there right now. Get started on that, a master class. Start developing emotional, mas- emotional mastery so you can move out of codependence into interdependence and get the love and safety you deserve. If you think this will help somebody, please share it. Leave me your comments. And as always, enjoy the journey. <laughs>